This episode is brought to you by Alberta Podcast Network. What's going on? My name's Kenny Buller, and you're on the second floor. I want to let you guys know that today's video is mainly focused on how you can actually accomplish hitting all the goals you have in mind to become successful in health, life, and business. If you are interested in getting more tangible tips on how to optimize your health, your business, your life, and take the leap to become more brave to accomplish it, please feel free to hit the subscribe button. Today is all about taking in to consideration how every single successful sports team out there accomplishes their goals to ultimately win. We're gonna take that concept and we're gonna apply it into any single one of your goals that you have in your life. And we're gonna do this by marrying two topics together. Number one, goal tournament, as I like to call it. This is something that came straight from John Berardi, the founder and owner of Precision Nutrition. And I'm gonna combine that with Andy Frisella, this guy who runs the podcast MFCEO, who talks about creating a power list. So we're gonna dive in. Come on, join me over to my whiteboard. Let's make it happen. The three steps, guys, to accomplish all the goals you have in mind in your life. Number one, four quads. This is something that we're about to start off with where you're looking at the four quadrants in your life, personally related, health related, financial related, and then lastly, we have relationship related. I find that especially when I'm talking with my team that I'm building at Good Life Fitness, this is the most important thing we focus on in the beginning, from the moment we onboard somebody to figure out exactly what's going on in their life. So that way they can not only help out their clients, but they can help themselves out, okay? So before you help out anyone, it's important to help yourself out. So what is a goal? A goal is defined by a favorable outcome in which you completely desire to have accomplished for yourself in order to win. So this can be sports related, as we said in the beginning, and this can be anything in your life related to the four quadrants. So here's what I want you guys to do. I want you to take a look at the whiteboard and notice that I have the four quads out and I have two specific goals in each of those quadrants that I want to accomplish. Looking here, you can see personal, financial, relationship, health. I want you to take the time to pick two specific goals you have in those quads that you're going to hit. Right now, the timeline doesn't necessarily matter. It could be something that you want for yourself to be done as soon as this week. It could be something you want next year. It could be something that's happening in a decade, okay? So looking here, we don't have to go into too much detail with my personal ones, but if you'd like to pause the video, you can see that I've just done this exercise. Step number two, the goal tournament. So this is a concept where just like any sport you play, soccer, hockey, jujitsu, anything, you're competing against another individual. So now you're gonna have your goals compete against one another. So here's what we're gonna do. You're gonna now take the time, and I'm gonna actually show you guys which ones I end up choosing, to choose which one out of each category is going to be the priority, okay? Just real quick here, I always like to say that if you have priority and importance correlated with one another, you wanna be up here with your goal. So you are now gonna decide which one is high priority, high importance out of each one. So personal related, do I wanna sleep minimum seven hours? Is that more important to me? Or do I wanna connect with two influencers a month? Right now, honestly, I'd say that sleep minimum seven hours 
more important to me right now. I have to get my sleep in order to have the energy to be there for my clients and be able to fully pay attention. Okay, nice and quick, you choose one. We're in the tournament, this is the beginning. Now, financial related, do I wanna complete my current certification for strength and conditioning or do I wanna make 100K by next year? Well, when I'm looking at this case, this is where you're gonna realize with your goals that one can't be done without the other. So I know that if I need to hit 100K next year, I have to complete the certification because that's what's going to increase my salary, okay? That one's more important. Next one, relationship. I have plans to get married in two years. As well, I want to have daily communication with my girlfriend long distance. Is that marriage gonna happen if I don't talk to my girlfriend every day while she's all the way across the country? Probably not. So, daily communication it is. Awesome. Moving over to health. Train jujitsu three times a week or run a marathon? Right now, as much as I've wanted to run a marathon, now that the pandemic is slowly sort of allowing us to go back to normal and jujitsu doors have been open, I'm going to favor jujitsu. So just like that guys, it literally takes what? Probably 60 seconds to decide which of the two in each category you want to focus on. Let's go into step two. We're headed to the semifinals, okay? This is completely optional for you. You guys get to decide which two of the categories you want to have go against one another, all right? Try not to overthink it. For me, personally, it doesn't really matter. Here's what I did, all right? Health versus personal on one side. On the other side, financial goals compared to relationship goals. So this is the point where you now have to choose two completely different goals from completely different categories, okay? Let's take a look. Train BJJ three times a week or sleep for seven hours, minimum a day. I am going to decide to choose that for me, this goal of getting seven hours minimum of sleep is more important. Again, figure out why you choose one over the other so you understand what decision you're making. For me, I believe that again, if I don't get minimum seven hours of sleep, I'm not gonna perform to the best of my ability to train jujitsu three times a week. Okay, perfect. So from here, I'm gonna put my personal goal. It's headed to the finals. Next up, we have financial, get that certification done, or daily communication with my girlfriend. Right now I know that I need to put importance on that certification, okay? My girlfriend, knowing in our situation, should understand that if this doesn't get done, money's not coming home, all right, on my end. <laughs> so, now guys, we have financial versus personal, okay? Understand the why as to recognizing which one you should choose. Now this is the big part. You understand already which two goals out of, let's just say, the multiple goal goals you chose, minimum eight. I always encourage, I wanna mention, that in the beginning, have 12 to 20 goals. It actually doesn't even matter the goals. Just list them all down without even thinking and then you can narrow down which one you're gonna choose first, all right? So getting seven hours of sleep a night or getting that certification done. Which one am I gonna choose to focus on with my energy daily a day? Who's the winner? Drum roll. Sleep, baby. I'm gonna choose seven hours of sleep a night, guys. Again, why did I choose that? If I'm not getting that minimum amount of sleep, there's no way I'm gonna be able to, you know, internalize and digest that information. 
for passing that test. Okay, now I'm gonna show you how I know for a fact, no ifs, ends, or buts, how I'm gonna accomplish this goal and what I need to do to make it happen. All right, so you finished the goal tournament, you found out finally what's the most important, what's the highest priority goal you have out of the multiple things you wanna accomplish in your life. If you stop there, it's not gonna happen. It most likely won't happen. The reason is, guys, you might already recognize whenever you have a goal in mind, you just tell a friend, it's one way to motivate you to get it done. You put it in your journal. You feel like by just doing that much, you've already felt like you've contributed. You need to make sure that you're doing something every single day to make sure you're putting that 1% in to actually accomplish this goal. So now you're actually gonna narrow it down and you're gonna figure out what your power list is. Your power list is simply three to five things that you are gonna do every single day without any excuses to make this happen. By doing it for a whole month, it might not happen yet. But that in and of itself, the 1% you put in every single day, you're that much closer to getting it done. Okay, so this is non-negotiable, what you're gonna do every single day. So let's take a look and see what I need to do every day to minimum hit seven hours of sleep. Here it is, three to five things. Okay, so I have four things written down here for my biggest goal I'm gonna accomplish. I need to make sure that I go to bed by 10 p.m. every night, okay? So by go to bed, I mean I'm inside of my bed. I'm in the cocoon, I'm ready to sleep. Number two wake up by 5 a.m. So that ultimately leads to seven hours right there, okay? Next thing, no phone by 9.30 p.m. I'm giving myself that 30 minutes where I'm not getting hit with blue ray emissions, I'm not getting hit with that blue light on my phone. A lot of you might already know this, it's something that's huge. Scientific studies have shown that if you keep looking at your phone, it's directly associated with looking directly in the sunlight. And that's why probably when you're looking at your phone before you go to bed, you can't fall asleep, okay? So give yourself that flex period. That's what I'm doing. Next, write down what tasks need to be finished tomorrow. As much as I have that last on my list, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes when I start a task, it's very tough for me to just stop and then do it the next day. So if I'm starting something and I look at the time and it's around nine o'clock, that's when I'm gonna recognize that I'm gonna write this down and I have to convince myself that it's gonna be done tomorrow. So notice, four very different things, but it's all associated with the goal I have in mind for seven hours of sleep. Now, the point of this, guys, is to recognize that you need to put a check off each one of these boxes every single day. So whether it's your notebook, your phone, something to help keep you track, I need you every single day to write this down. This is something that Andy Frisella says himself, we'll put down inside the comment section, the episode where he talks about this. And you know what? We need to recognize that, okay, if you're gonna be hard on yourself, let's say a whole week passes by, seven days. If in those seven days, you happen to do this for four out of the seven, did you mess up? No, you won. You did this for four straight days as opposed to not doing it at all. So if there's any, let's say, percentage, I like to say that minimum in the beginning, get your reps in, hit about 60 to 80% success rate of hitting this list for an entire week. And that is how you accomplish your goal you have in mind. Give yourself at least a month to then assess 
how much of this is something you're already naturally doing without looking back at your list, and then go to number two, and then go to every single one of your goals, one at a time, I assure you, you will hit every single one of those goals. Now remember, the most important piece of this concept is to take it one step at a time. Once you've accomplished that first goal, go back to your list and figure out what was the next one on the priority list. Don't completely forget about the one that you pretty much built the reps in and turning into a habit and turning into something that now is completely naturally for you to do every single day. Get ready to go into the next one. Okay, so this is all about stacking habits, something that James Clear talks about in Atomic Habits. With Pod Power, our sponsors are making it possible for us to amplify the voices of Albertans and Alberta podcasters. This episode, Edmonton Community Foundation is helping us give a Pod Power shout out to Bookwoman. Bookwoman is a podcast about editing, publishing, and writing Indigenous stories. Three Metis librarians representing nations from across the homeland aim to inspire Indigenous peoples to share their stories in whatever form they enjoy. Guests include Indigenous storytellers from diverse mediums like podcasting, burlesque, books, comics, social media, films, music, and everything in between. You can listen and find out more about bookwomanpodcast.ca. Welcome, Ovi, to the second floor. I appreciate you coming today. I know we're going to get into uh, a number of different topics, um, you know, for the audience that is listening, um, the three topics we're going to get into is, you know, opening up, uh, you know, being vulnerable a little bit. Uh, secondly, um, you know, being in a high pressure environment and what, you know, what skills you kind of learned through that, the experience going through that. And, um, and thirdly, we're going to, we're going to kind of wrap it up and what you kind of learn out of that and kind of getting out of your comfort zone. So um, I appreciate you coming, man. Uh, I know this is kind of brand new to you. So you're already getting out of your comfort zone by being here. There's nothing worse really than realizing that you've suffered a loss and it's your own downfall, right? It's you, you keep going through your head, you know, I could have done this, I could have done that. I could have tried harder. I could have been less lazy. I could have paid more attention. I could have been less ignorant. Um, And when you realize that you now don't have this thing or this person anymore it's really uh, it's painful to know that it's, it's, it's because of your own fault um, now when talking about this this topic i think it's important to talk about at least as i have thought about it talk about the why why it is like this at least for me and kind of things that i can do going forward um, and importantly also i think um I'm also especially happy to be here because I don't think this this inhibition when it comes to opening up and feeling like you have to be the man, feeling you have to be stoic. I don't think that's uh, I'm the only one experiencing this. I think many men, if not the vast majority of men, um, maybe specifically young men, are going through the same the same thing. So if me being here today is a is a beneficial to just one other guy or just one other person out there watching this. Uh, then I'm absolutely happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate I appreciate you bringing that up. I yeah. think you're, I think you're hitting the nail uh, when it comes to you know opening up. Uh, and there's there's a lot of uh, things that are in in our environment as as guys um, and girls too, um, where we have to put um, 
where we have we we feel like we need to do that or be that or mm -hmm. say those things mm -hmm. um and that would consider us being real men or real women for example um and i kind of want to get into that and and kind of what what kind of those those things that you went through uh, maybe let's get a little bit of that in terms of you know specifics and um the experience with that okay so yeah absolutely um like I was saying earlier, it's important to mention the why. And just like you said, it's important to kind of be introspective and, and get deep with, with yourself and realize kind of what's holding you back from really, from expressing your own real self. So, so one thing that I think is very important is childhood experiences, uh, because childhood experiences are very important when it comes to, are very formative when it comes to the way somebody interacts with anybody socially um, and the way that somebody develop uh, develops for example I've grew up in a abusive household and I remember many times where I would you know be afraid to just speak up about not being okay about what's going what's going on in my own house and I would just not say anything and just keep that anger keep that fear inside of me uh, another thing is, I think, culture pressure. So I'm from East Europe. Um, and I think especially in East Europe, compared to, for example, Western culture, there's a high um, kind of men are seen as more macho, more stoic, where they're not really expected to express what they're feeling or their emotions, really. So I think that's another thing for me, at least. And I'm sure for many other guys as well, or girls. Um, and another thing is, is uh, just mainstream media. Like for example, you're driving down the driving down the road and you see a billboard of I don't know Hugh Jackman with his eight packs and he's got this stern look on his face, right? Maybe he's got some fancy sports car all blocked out right beside him. And you see that once, okay? You see that five times, ten times, fifty, hundred, thousand times. Maybe down driving down the street, maybe on Instagram, maybe on social media, maybe um, in some scene in some TV show, or and I keep staring at that suits poster you got over there. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe in some movie scene. Yeah. And I think what happens at that point is that you start absorbing the subliminal message that that's the type of man that you should be, and it's fine. I mean, I'm not. I have absolutely nothing against with with being physically fit, looking good, being serious when it's time to be serious. But if you are trying to be that type of man, be that type of person at the expense of your own self, of your own identity, then at that point it starts being destructive. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes it becomes almost unconscious. You don't, you don't, you don't, you're not aware of the, the thing that you're trying to pursue and trying to be. And yet in certain cases it can be painful and you don't know it and you're just kind of like yeah that that must be how a guy is supposed to be and that must be how i'm supposed to act in certain ways yeah. so in certain certain scenarios and certain certain things that go on you 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 tend to you either hold back or you 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 put 10x pressure on yourself trying to do those things that may be going against your own your own self like mm. you said right? yeah and i think that's absolutely detrimental and um yeah like i said i don't think i think that's a big thing that virtually all men are facing so i'm really happy to be talking about this today so for me it got to be 
it got to the point where I would actually not let myself use the word feel. So, you know, just in casual conversation, you say, oh, I feel like, I don't know, something arbitrary. Like, I feel like it's going to rain tomorrow or something like that. And if I would use that word, especially, for example, in a conversation with a, with in an intimate relationship, or well, I think, oh, damn, like she's and I would not even realize, but realizes, but, you know, I would think that I shouldn't I shouldn't be expressing my feelings like this, my emotions, because I, I will be perceived as more weak. Mm. Right. And really, I only realized, realized that I was doing this a few days ago. Um, or, for example, I would. um listen to some song or see some sad scene in a movie and maybe I would feel like this instantaneous burst of sadness or maybe some tears in my eyes. And I think, what the hell is wrong with me? Why Why would I be crying at this? It's just some scene in a movie or just some song. So mm -hmm. I would not let myself like experience those kind of emotions. Mm -hmm. And talking talking about this right now, it seems ridiculous to me, maybe to you, maybe to your audience, but that that is really the kind of stuff that was going going on in my head mm -hmm. yeah yeah i totally get that man I, I know what it's like to 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 hold back um i know a lot of people like you said a lot of guys um and i'm sure the same sort of experience with the girls in certain scenarios um they feel like they need to um hold back on certain emotions you know be you know you know those things that you see on instagram those things you see on tv of of, of guys being absolutely like gladiators and not feeling any emotion and 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 they should be in every scenario tough yeah. and the way they should then that's the way they should be how can you experience crying as a guy why you're not allowed to do that you can't express your feelings why yeah, should you express sad. your feelings <clears throat> you know you're you're a guy you're not supposed to express feelings you're supposed to be hard you're supposed to be this guy that that is uh alpha and is is uh doesn't feel anything yeah. um so i totally get that from from that side and it takes it takes one thing that I I know about myself is that over the last three or four years, I've been able to completely be honest with myself and honest to how I feel about certain scenarios, whether that's in career, business, uh, life in general, um, and be uh, completely honest with myself so that um, I can move in the right direction. And I feel like you you know you talking about this you being here is 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 just another step in 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 the direction that you want to go and a lot of guys um get into a scenario where it takes them many many years and um, a lot of uh, a lot of broken relationships a lot of uh people that they lose along the way um before they actually realize that oh shit you know this was something that i did and um then they look look internally so yeah, well, I can absolutely relate to that. Um, and you said how important it is. You found it for yourself to be true to yourself in terms of how you relate to others, in terms of your business decisions. Um, yeah, more and more, I'm learning the importance of really just being true to yourself first. What do you want to do? Do you want to, what kind of decisions do you want to make? Just stick to, stick to really what you want to do. So I'm a med student right now and I've been trying to basically get accepted into med school for years. And because I was true to myself, um, I finally made it. And it's hard right now, but I'm happy that, you know, it's really hard. I just finished my first term. But um, I'm happy that even though it's hard and it's painful, um, I've made a decision to, to continue to do and pursue 
what I know I want to do. And um, I've, uh, and also more to that point, I think it's important to be, I don't think you can be strong without being vulnerable. And similarly, you don't think you can be vulnerable without being strong. Mm, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to, and I th- again, I think it's something men are balanced, uh, trying to fight with every day, kind of trying to find that balance, that optimal balance between how strong sh- should you be, mm-hmm. how alpha should you be, how stern should you be in terms of how confident you are in your decisions mm-hmm. while still being true to your own emotions, the emotions of, especially of those close to you. Mm-hmm. And letting yourself kind of letting those feelings at times sway your decisions, even though you strongly feel about something. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like as uh, there's a term that uh, one of my, uh, I guess I can consider him a, like a virtual mentor and guys that I kind of uh, watch for um, a guy named Elliot Hulse. Mm-hmm. He has a term that he says uh, it's called tender aggression, you know, being tender aggressive. What does that mean? It's like, you know, certain scenarios that us men are supposed to be aggressive. Well, maybe it's time to take take a side of, you know, being tender aggressive, taking the aggression out of everything and being uh, tender in, in certain areas of your life and being okay with, um, you know, feeling the emotions you're trying to feel, you know, feel the music, feel the, feel the beat, feel... Um, the scenario that you're in, you know, let yourself kind of, um, he talks about like swaying, like, you know, being by a fire and l- allowing yourself to really experience that campfire and the music and, and taking your guard down. And that's being like being essentially soft in, in, in that scenario. When you need to attack, when you need to be aggressive, when you're out striving for your goals, while you're out in med school, you, you want to kill it. You want to be the hunter. You want to be aggressive. You want to, you know, attack those things. When you're with your intimate partner or you're with friends, when you're, when you're with family, mm. people that you care about, it's time to put the sword down yeah. and you pick up, you know, you pick up the guitar, you know, and that's, that's the kind of analogies he brings. So. Yeah, I'm smiling because you're reading my mind. I mean, you can't be the hard-ass go-getter as you are when you're trying to achieve your goals with in your relationship with your family. I mean, People closer are just gonna think you're crazy or that you don't care about them or and similarly you can't think you can be soft and you know highly understanding and kind of when you're trying to really strive for your goals so absolutely i, I agree with that yeah mm-hmm. yeah this episode is brought to you by park power your friendly local utilities provider in alberta offering internet electricity and natural gas with low rates awesome service and profit sharing with local charities shop local in alberta you get to choose who to buy your internet electricity and natural gas from if you choose park power you are choosing a positive local business plus park power shares its profits with local not-for-profits that are working to make a difference for their communities shopping local is very important to park powers owner chris kozowski and we love local here at the alberta podcast network so it's just a great fit learn more at parkpower.ca going into you know uh, as you said you're in med school right now you're in high, a high, very high pressure environment mm. You know, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so like I said, I've been trying to get onto to Mexico for years. I finally started uh, in January. I'm very happy about it. And it's been really tough. 
uh, but I know that I've grew. It's been four short months, but uh, and they seem really short, 17 weeks. They seem like five weeks. But uh, I know that I've learned a lot through this process. I've done things that I did not know I was capable of doing. Mm-hmm. You know, the saying of that uh, med school is like drinking water out of a fire hydrant. It's absolutely true. I can testify <laughs> to that. Yeah. I mean, the, the pace at which content is coming out of you, uh, and you have to keep up with that every day for hours and hours and hours a day. It's really, uh, it can be overwhelming, but I mean, you got to reach a point where you say, you know, I'm in this, I'm going to have, I'm going to have student loans. I'm going to have, you know, my, my family kind of expects for me to, to do this. I know that I've, I've wanted this for many years. I'm not going to back out of this. Mm. I'm sure as hell not going to back out of this. So I'm going to keep up with this, do the best I can. And I've actually experienced this kind of shift where at the beginning I was letting myself feel the pressure, but at a point I just said, I just don't care anymore. Like I'm just going to, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what grade I'm going to get on that exam. I don't know what's even, I'm still kind of tackling with what kind of doctor I want to be, what kind of specialty I want to go into. But it's uh, the mindset that I think you got to have is you got to leave it all on the court, so to speak, Mm -hmm. every day. And uh, know that you gave it your all and hope for the best because you can't kind of focus on what you can control because you can't you can't control that test grade other than by doing your best today mm-hmm. the, for the best tomorrow. Yeah, I want to speak a, a little bit on that kind of diving further into, you know, having confidence in yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, I think when you're I think there's there's two there's two ways about, you know, going about it, but um, you know, being um there's a balance between, you know, like being honest with yourself and then having like this, um, um, this ultimate confidence in what you're, what you're going through, because, um, you know, there's certain scenarios and I'll, I'll say this just from experience, things that I've always been interested in and, and trying to pursue those things, but there's a big question mark on those things. I don't know whether it's going to be successful or not. Mm. I've, I, I don't know the proper skills. I, I don't have the experience I don't know what I'm getting into. I only know that I have this interest. It's like a jungle. You know, it's like you're walking through a jungle. You don't really know the direction, but you know that your intuition, your gut feeling says, okay, take this way. Um, And if you don't have the confidence in yourself to say, okay, like I'm just going to walk and I'm going to keep attacking and I'm going to keep going. If you don't have that confidence in yourself to do those things, and take on whatever obstacle is coming your way, um, it could be very easy to get swayed into a different direction or maybe go back the opposite way. Mm. So, you know, being in a high pressure environment, maybe you didn't have the, you know, maybe in your head you had a little bit of doubt in terms of whether you could take on the challenges that came with med school, you know, the first term. But as you went through some tests, as you went through, you know, some late nights, I'm sure you had late nights, I'm sure you had, you know, some some scenarios where you didn't sleep for three days or whatever the case or maybe you were behind on an assignment or or you didn't study enough but you still went through it and you know there were certain results that came your way and when you get certain results that are good you start to build that confidence up and i feel like it's the same thing with again whatever it doesn't have to be med school it could be anything you know, there's a big question mark, there's a forest and you're just cutting through the leaves and you're walking. Mm. But as you walk, you take more steps as you, oh, you found this and you found that, um, you gain confidence and, and you continue going. 
Yeah. Um, the yin yang symbol. So the I think it's the so it's two halves. One black, one is white. I don't don't remember which one represents which, but one of the side represents basically one of those sides represents order, and the other represents chaos. And there's another, and in the if you can just picture it, and the black side there's a white dot, and the white side there's a black dot. Mm. And I think basically the philosophy of that of that uh, symbol is that the line in between that kind of connects these two sides is where optimally kind of the mindset that one should have where optimally one should be day to day having one foot in order so like i said one foot where you know what you're striving for and you're not going to go away from that no matter what day in day in day out doesn't doesn't matter how many nights you got to lose in terms of sleep how hungry you are you just got to keep pushing with the other foot is in chaos so anything could happen at any point but if you're not you don't if you don't adapt to kind of things getting thrown at you maybe you didn't do so well on the test maybe this happened in your personal life maybe this happened financially if you ignore that and pretend it's like things are still in order then things will just go go to hell mm-hmm. yeah yeah i like that you you explained it perfectly man and i want to kind of ask you and this is this is this is something that you know i've, I've known you for you know you know many years yeah. you know why did you you know now kind of why did you take the i guess you're starting to get out of your comfort zone you're starting to be you know i can see a little bit of change in terms of how even our interaction is um but why now like what was the what's the reason what what was the the thing of you know trying to you know be different and and try to get out of because we're both i get like like i said before we're both you know you know introverted you know Mm. people but we still do certain things that are outside of our comfort zone and why now like what was the yeah well i think the way somebody like i don't think it's as simple as i'm an introvert you're an introvert i think there's a lot more to us that explains like why we push ourselves in turn like socially in terms of social events or doing things like this or mm-hmm. you know, you're been doing this podcast for a couple of years now so good for you i'm really proud of that um but uh yeah the thing that i said at the beginning of of our episode is that this this loss that i've experienced recently and it was uh, specifically the loss of a long-time intimate relationship Mm -hmm. it was a last straw in my books because i know that this kind of thing that i have of not letting myself be vulnerable not not uh being open not letting myself be open in in, uh, many situations has been really a thing that has been that i've been putting on the back burner for basically most of my life so like i said earlier the the pain of knowing that you could have done something better but yet you still lost this this person that meant so much to you Mm -hmm. and so early on fault that is really the last straw so i know that i gotta like this is it i'm just gonna expand myself and do do what I can to 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 better myself in that way, and let myself be more vulnerable with with friends, with family, with with everybody, really. Because I think, I mean, oftentimes I would go to have a conversation of uh, with a friend or with anybody, and after that I would kind of feel like a ghost because I thought I was not really being myself. I was just kind of just just playing the game of having a conversation with somebody. I was not really wearing my heart on my sleeve, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so for example when we during the breakup i cried like for the the first time and i cried my eyeballs out moment for three four or five hours and it was still painful because i still knew it was over but at the same time it just felt so good so freeing because i thought you know this is me um so yeah it's uh, it's part of being here as part of you know the journey of uh continue and seeing where this takes me yeah man and it takes it takes it takes courage to do uh those things and i feel like you're taking the right step in terms of uh, attacking certain things and trying to better yourself that's that's as humans that's what we need to do is is coming bouncing back from certain things that happen in our life mm -hmm. um and if you don't it could be a very dangerous road um yeah. and and not, and again being real with yourself right that that that's that's i, I really want to get that point across because if you're not real with the scenarios that you're in if you're not real with you know i am this way and i need to do something about it because it's easy to fall under what you've been always doing mm. you know the habits that we've been in you know you being like me being a certain way for so many years you being a certain way for so many years um we know in the back of our head that it might be wrong or it might not even be wrong it might we want to change but we don't take those steps and we're like ah oh, like i'll do it tomorrow i'll do it whenever and it's just kind of excuses yeah. can't pile up and it never happens so is this this pain you know i mean it's obviously very painful right now because it's a very recent wound and i either let it take me down mm -hmm. i could i could drown the pain on in the bottle right now i could do equally or even more self-destructive things or yeah i could use the pain i could use the pain to to just let myself grow and and attend to things in myself that i've been ignoring for ignoring for a long time mm -hmm. yeah yeah I, i i get it bro i get it i i went through something similar many years ago and um if i didn't have um you know certain certain brothers in my life i call them brothers they're friends very very close friends mm. um if i didn't have those people around me at that time um not only to guide me but to just give them that give them their advice to me or their perspective uh i would have been i would have done something uh that probably would have or would have regretted now um so i think it's very important to uh, have people in your life that aren't your family that aren't your blood but they become blood they become family based on the years that you've spent with them based on being open with them based on being okay looking like the fool you know we talked about that mm. i think it was yesterday um you have to be you said something you said you have to be a yeah there's a thing. saying like i was saying uh, it might be from the bible i'm not sure mm -hmm. but the fool is the precursor precursor to the king mm. you cannot just wake up and be the king i guess uh, unless you're born into royalty but most people are not born born into royalty um you have to let yourself do the dumb things you gotta put yourself in that uncomfortable situation um because otherwise you will really always remain a fool mm. that king is a king because he's gone through all those steps from the beginning to where he is right now or she is and uh has gone has suffered through that pain has did all those hours of work you know felt those that pain those uncomfortable situations mm. i really love that analogy man i really you know becoming from from a fool to a king because i really relate to it in the things that i've done yeah. um and things that i've pushed myself to be um 
in, in my own personal life. So, yeah. And similarly, you said something yesterday that I hope you don't mind if I steal it because I really sure. liked it. And I think it really relates to exactly what we're talking about is that a guy walking down the street sees a dog. The dog is sitting on a nail. Uh, the dog is moaning. And the reason that he's moaning is just sitting on a nail. And the guy comes up to the dog and says, why are you moaning? Because I'm sitting on a nail. Why aren't you moving? And then, I don't know, he answered it. He gave some stupid answer. But that's exactly it. You can... How much shit can you take that until it makes you move off that nail? Mm-hmm. Until, you, until it makes you push forward. Or are you just going to sit there, you know, saying, oh, it's okay. Tomorrow, next week, next month. Mm-hmm. Just get off the fucking nail, man. Just get off the nail, yeah. And I, yeah. It's, 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 it's sometimes... You know, it's sometimes, uh, you know, easier said than done, you know, and I, and I, and I can relate to people that don't want to get off the nail because mm. sometimes it feels good to be on the nail, you know, for a period of time. And, uh, but you know, it's not good for you. You know, you know, you, you know, you have to move whether that's today, whether that's three years from now. And I feel like the quicker you move and the quicker you get to certain things that you want to get to. Um, and it all starts a with being real with yourself being open, being open, having those people in your life that can um, provide you with support mm. in any way. It doesn't have to be support financially. It doesn't have to be support, um, you know, with something physical. It could just be, hey, you know, I'm here for you. Hey, you know, having a therapeutic conversation. Um, those things are, and I think those are very underrated things that people don't do often. Mm. And you said, you said another thing too, is like having therapeutic conversations with yeah. um, people in your life. Maybe talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So many times throughout this, um, like I said, it was only four months, this first server of med school, but it, it seemed, I don't know how to describe it. It seemed short, but it seemed also very long and a lot happened at the same time, obviously because of this whole COVID thing, having to move around. Mm-hmm. Um, but so many times I would just let myself get stressed out, just overwhelmed about this high pressure environment and everything that was going on. And if I would just reached out to somebody, mm-hmm. to my girlfriend at the time, to, to a friend, to a family member, um, I know that just that conversation, whether it's 30 seconds, five minutes, 10 minutes, it would be, that would have been so helpful. Um, even if it's just talking about something light, just to kind of relax your mind, get your mind off of things. And uh, there's this guy who was a great a psychologist in the 20th century, I think early 20th century. His name is Carl Rogers. I think he was Canadian. Um, he basically, his work, um, he, he did a lot of work, you know, with the benefits of a therapeutic conversation. And he said, a therapeutic conversation doesn't have to be with a therapist it can be with anybody like this is to him this would be therapy right now because there's another person in front of you whoever that is and you're leading really just speaking heart to heart you know just letting it all go just being open you're absorbing kind of their feelings so yeah uh, just very important to just reach out to to people when you when you need it and realize that that you do need that Mm -hmm. yeah you said that last part really good is that you know, realizing when you need to reach mm. out. Because sometimes you don't. You don't. Sometimes you feel like, oh, I just got to be stronger. I got to push harder. Mm-hmm. I can do it myself. I'm Superman. You know, maybe that's the and that's ego. how men are, right? Maybe that's the ego. You can do it yourself. You know, you're right, a guy. Right. Why not? You have to be able to yeah. do it yourself. That's you're a man. You take your ego, put it on the shelf, and you say, I need you right now. I need to talk to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not okay. 
yeah I, i'm just tired or whatever i just i need to talk to somebody yeah i learned that early on man i learned that very early on um and um there was there was there was many triggers in my life where i had and like i said those people are very important mm. to 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 have your mind clear on certain areas and um you know when you're running 30 40 50 60 miles an hour and life there's so many different elements of life hitting you and you're going through all this stuff it is very important to have that therapeutic conversation even if it's for you know half an hour 20 minutes for 10 minutes if that you know picking up the phone and seeing who who's that person that you know you can have a good conversation with um uh it's it's very i found it very beneficial in my life and and, and like you said putting the ego down mm-hmm. you know putting the ego down for a second and just saying hey you know what i'm gonna just i'm just act like a fool right now say what i need to say to to a close friend and get it off my chest and hear what they say and just just having someone listen i think that's the biggest thing and i think and i think that's again like i said a lot of people don't don't do that so Absolutely. And my school, uh, St. George's University, they have, I'm actually very happy that they do this, but they have a very well-developed center where students or really anybody that's part of their, their family, their team, their faculty, but I think they basically carry this to student, cater this to students. They can call or by phone or go to their offices and basically talk about anything that's going on in their life. So that's really good to be doing that. And, uh, yeah, it's very important to just have this close knit, close knit group of people, where maybe I might call this guy or this girl about something. Maybe this person will not be able to help me th- with this, but that doesn't mean anything because maybe this other person that's part of my close knit family, maybe that this other person is going to be able to help me. Maybe next time I'll be able to help them. Yeah. So it's important, you know, really throughout life to just keep this close group of people because uh, yeah, you can't you can't go at it alone yeah i really like that man um yeah and i mean (coughs) kind of wrapping it up here um just kind of going through the topics we talked about you know being uh, for anyone that's out there who's listening to this um you know taking you know what ovi said you know being open you know being taking the first step and being open call that close friend call that talk to that being being okay being the fool Mm -hmm. you know um you know, having that, having that person or people, that circle, that tight knit circle that you can go to. And that doesn't have to be family. You know, it could be close friends, um, uh, learning from your mistakes, uh, and being very open and honest with yourself, being self-aware so that you don't make the same mistakes again and being, you know, comfortable in your skin, you know, working in a high pressure environment when there's, like you said, you putting your mouth on a on a fire hydrant or a hose, that's right? Exactly, yeah. um, that's what it can feel like, and that's what life sometimes feels like, right? Being able to to find yourself in those scenarios, understanding that um, is very very important. Yeah. And um, yeah, yeah, I think you wrapped up things very well. Yeah, and so. thank you for having me on your platform. I'm very very happy to be here. And like I said, if this helps one other guy or one other person who's going through the same things. Call your friend. I mean, call, reach out to somebody, let yourself be open. It's okay. You're not going to die. It's not going to be your judgment day. Just, just let it all out there. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Well, Ovi, bro, I appreciate you coming on to the second floor. This is uh, this is very cool because I've known you for for many years and yeah. uh, seeing your growth and progress and seeing the steps you're taking uh, with with many things. Um, I'm excited to to see what you what you get up to. So, thank you, Ahmed, and that respect goes back to you. Very very happy to be here. All right, that is a wrap.